Welcome to the Essay for FAs Retirement Advisor Podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is a sort of public service announcement that financial advisors might want to bear in mind in their daily interactions with the investing public. We'll get to it in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. Quick housekeeping note. I prepared this podcast in advance, knowing I'd not be at work, So if any big breaking market news occurs, you'll know why I'm not addressing it. Now, back to our podcast. Many years ago, possibly a decade ago, I was walking in my old neighborhood. Coming from the opposite direction, a young man, perhaps 21 or 22 years old, smiled as we passed. Of course, many people display this courtesy, but there was an extra measure of warmth, I thought to myself. A week later, I saw the same young man, the same warm smile on the same street, and wondered who this fellow was, as I had never seen him before. Later that same day, I saw him again, only this time surrounded by an older man and woman, obviously his mother and father, and everything became clear. I knew the father well. He was someone to whom every person was important, deserving of time, deserving of respect. His son clearly inherited this trait. I learned that his son was visiting his family over the holidays, which explains why I had never seen him before, and he was pursuing his higher education on the East Coast. How utterly shocked and saddened I was to be attending this young man's funeral several days later, seeing the grief on his father's face, hearing stories about his fine character. Apparently, the morning after I saw the family, the young man drove to the airport to pick up his grandmother and drove into a utility pole while texting. I thought of this utterly horrific event when I came across an old British public service announcement meant to educate the public on the dangers of texting and driving. The video was harsh. I couldn't fully view it. I have copied it to my Seeking Alpha article page on the chance that any listeners desire to be persuaded that texting while driving is risky. But because I believe that a lesson in one area of life is frequently relevant to others, I concluded that there is a message here for distracted investors. I surely do not intend to trivialize life and death matters by comparing it with checking out your stock quotes too frequently, so please hear me out. People who have lost a lot of wealth feel a deep sense of personal loss. They're not dead, but they may feel that way. I'm talking specifically about a wipeout, not a small loss. A friend told me he knew of somebody who took his life after a large financial wipeout in the last financial crisis. Certainly, this was a well-known phenomenon following the 1929 stock market crash. But short of death... People who suffer enormous financial losses suffer, even if they're still millionaires, and all the more so people of lesser means. I can think of two people I personally had passing acquaintance with who achieved fame and fortune, 
both household names who fit this category. One is a famous Hollywood actor who earned tens of millions of dollars a year, but believe it or not, spent even more than that. Another fellow I once knew had a number one single that surely most everyone has heard. I ran into him, this is decades ago, and he complained about being cheated by his record company. Even so, his own behavior likely had something to do with his being down on his luck. But beyond celebrities and entertainers, investors also get wiped out. About a year ago, a colleague told me of someone who lost, I think it was $1.4 million in a bad trade. This fellow's portfolio was something like 3 or $4 million, so I'm sure he feels like he lost a limb. And more broadly, though less severely, Boston College's Center for Retirement Research maintains a National Retirement Risk Index, which tracks the percentage of working-age households at risk of not being able to maintain their pre-retirement standard of living during retirement. Currently, half of working-age Americans exhibit this vulnerability. A reduced standard of living in retirement is less bad than a financial wipeout, to be sure, but it doesn't feel good, and this predicament, as noted, affects 50% of retirees. I believe in each of these cases, a form of financial distraction can be found at root. Someone who routinely earns tens of millions of dollars a year and has won Oscars and Emmys may assume the glory will keep on coming, and spend as if there's no tomorrow. Someone who dreams of the hot trade that will make him a zillionaire might plunk down an imprudent amount of his portfolio wealth, dazzled by an analysis that reads as if it's a sure thing. As for the 50% of Americans poised for a straightened retirement lifestyle, the causes are various, be it excessive college debt, high spending, high fixed costs, low savings, or insufficient investing. We've discussed the substance of financial planning in other podcasts. In this one, I simply note the adage that those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Whether mesmerized by fame and fortune, stock tips, or more mundane financial lifestyle issues, financial distractedness is a common but avoidable problem with which financial advisors are equipped to help by establishing a plan and helping clients stick with it. Don't let a brilliant future be cut short by a fatal distractedness. Your message, financial advisors, is that investors, like drivers who text, believe that calamity happens to others but not to them. Like Garrison Keillor's Lake Wobegon, where all the children are above average, the fact that financial calamity happens to 50% of retirees doesn't impact the behavior of the distracted masses fumbling their finances. Let's improve those odds. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other financial advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.